0: Audio Frontier
1: Welcome to Wrestling After Marks It's the marks after Wrestlemania weekend We're all a bit bleary eyed We're all still suffering from the consequences of drink Uh, But I welcome my fellow marks to the podcast Uh, My name's John And my tag team partners are He's bigger than the amount of Wrestlemania wrestling content you've been able to get this week it's big alex it's
0: been too much john it's been too much i always think i'm a wrestling fan until the week after wrestlemania then i'm like no more wrestling no more wrestling wrestling. (laughs) we're going to to talk
1: for an hour about wrestling Uh, and our other partner in the podcast he writes for inside the ropes he is the lead writer the big cheese it's gary cassidy I and um, El Happy, El Happy, el, el, el Jefe, yeah,
2: El Jefe is the the way the Spanish. Uh, I've still not looked up what the other word was. I know. I more for me, I actually done the full thing sober, so I didn't actually drink at all through any of the past uh, six what? nights. Six how nights you, of wrestling, my fans. How did you Is that survive? called
0: professional integrity? Because I didn't uh, know that existed in Scottish journalism. Well done. No, it,
2: it, it doesn't normally I drink, but it's a wee bit of a mix of the health kick and just knowing that it was going to be six nights of staying up until whatever time. So aye, more for me, I, more me, I wish I'd cracked open a couple of cans last night. but yeah. I don't get into that.
1: Oh, talking about it, thank you everyone who got involved in our watch along on Saturday night. It was a great laugh. Um, we, uh, we all had a few drinks, uh, and a big shout out to Johnny, one of our patrons who fell asleep during the event, and all it was left is him snoring on, on the Zoom feed, and we had to mute him, uh, so shout out to Johnny, um, really good event, uh, thanks to everyone who got involved, I actually I, everyone was so desperate to have a night two that I basically just said, I couldn't do night two, I was watching it with the kids, uh, and so I just set them and they entertained themselves. There were a few people involved in that as well. So it was great to see a, a, just a brilliant community that we have on Wrestling Daft. So thanks to all our listeners and thank you for getting involved. And remember, if you want to do get involved in any of that sort of stuff, you know where to go. Patreon.com forward
0: slash Wrestling Daft. And- I like the way you, you kind of refer to them like your kids there. You know, and I just let them go and they entertain themselves. I'm really, really proud <laughs> of them. Nobody died. It was fun.
1: I know they were great, they were great. Um, So, we were going to do things a bit differently on the marks this week because there's been so much wrestling. We just thought we'd look back at the full week and have a bit of a retrospective of what's went on this week in the wrestling. Because um, it's just all been about WWE. We've had Stand Deliver, we've had SmackDown, we've had WrestleMania, and then. It was the raw after WrestleMania. We've also had the Hall of Fame. We've also had, there's been so much. There's been so much. Chris Jericho and Austin doing broken skills. So much content. But we just thought we'd just go from the start and get to the end um, by looking at the kind of highlights, the lowlights um of the week. So whew, where do you start? I guess you go back to last Wednesday. And it was night one of Stand and Deliver uh, for NXT. Um looking at the card we had Kishida versus Pete Dunne uh, with Dunne going over Kishida we
0: had the gauntlet and lemonade. did you how did you react I, to Dunne I I know say I told you so here uh, I'll just
1: uh, right I'll just okay
0: because, I mean, <laughs> was, there was a bit of debate on this one wasn't there John
1: there you was were convinced. There, there was uh, well, let's 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 start off with for, with that then Dunne versus Kishida and um, there was obviously the, the the pre-show as well with Tony Storm finally finally Got a win, um, with Zoe with Zoe Stark. They were fighting together, and Zoe Stark finally got a win. Though it was really interesting to see Tony Storm um, from someone who's unbeatable. On NXT UK, almost uh, she's um, getting beaten on the pre-show now. Uh, but yeah, she's,
0: like, she's kind of been. She went from title picture to now putting people over. So I, I wonder what they're going to do with Tony Storm.
1: Yeah, I'll be interested. See, obviously, they changed her character as well. Um, and well, she, well, I tell you, last night would have been
2: a perfect uh, place to see
1: her. But maybe we'll see her on Friday. Potentially, potentially, that'll be. We'll get to that further down. That's miles uh, away, yeah, Gary. <laughs> that's miles away. Yeah. Speaking for I was about that. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, Dunn versus Kishida, um, a, a great opening match, I think we we'll all agree. I just thought they could have done with a bit more time than that. It was just really warming up. It was it was great, you know. Um, Gary, you called it last week. You're obviously done defeating Kishida. Does that put him in the title picture? I'm not sure. Again, it's a bit of an odd one because the title picture is a bit of a stri-
2: I mean, Carrying Cross isn't he going to lose it anytime soon, you wouldn't yeah. think. Not to give away spoils of where we're going to go in a couple of minutes. Um, but I don't know, you just, you think that anybody going into that, it's a bit of a losing battle they're fighting for the start. But I, I guess Pete Dunne doesn't really need to be NXT champion anytime soon. Unless they do have, you know, he's got a lot of people that could come back, depending on how long the, the rivalry is to to help him. Uh, but I, I just, I think they're going to make Pete Dunne a major player. Uh, I, I just see that happening. Obviously, we've seen him both nights as well. Uh, no wrestling, but I just think they're going to make him a major player in NXT. So just had a feeling he was going to beat Kushida. Poor Kushida, because,
1: you know, brilliant match. And, and Kushida, I don't remember having a bad match. No, so, yeah, <laughs> so he, he never sure has much. a bad match. Some brilliant spots and I just thought it was, they kind of rushed through a wee bit. It was almost like it was quite, we rushed through it, and I just thought, if they, you give them guys, I'd like to, see, I'd, I'd like to see a rematch and give them, give them more time, whether that's a submission match or something like that, and and, and just give them more time because I, I, I was, I, it was great. I thought, well, I'm, a, you know, I'm a massive Mark Kashida, but it was just, I thought it was great, Mark. Alex, like, this
0: this seems like it was a, would be a match right up your street as well. This was the match that convinced me to watch NXT instead of AEW on my normal AEW watching yeah. slot. So I was like mm. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a match I'm very excited for, and I looked at the card and I was like, "So hang on, they're doing Pete Dunne versus Kashida into the Gauntlet into Water versus Champa," and I was like, oh, "Okay, that's 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 quite a good card." Yeah, it's not bad,
1: right? So, what's a great match from Kashida and Dunne into the the Gauntlet Eliminator, which was on night one to then finally get into night two to face uh, uh, Johnny. Um, what do you make of this? Particular match. Um, obviously, it started started hot with uh, Leon Ruff uh, and Swerve Swerve attacking Ruff, and you know going straight into it. Um, I didn't realise. I thought it would have been the Gauntlet Eliminator. I didn't realise it was like a timed one. I thought it was like pin and then the next person comes 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 yeah. down but there was a obviously some sort of timing going on which obviously in wrestling is just like i oh, just throw him out now <laughs> it's like nice. there was no mark like it'll be five minutes to be each compared It was just like oh here comes the next con- yeah that, the LA
0: bit was really good like he came out and he cut his crap on all the fans and stuff and i thought his like elimination was fantastic as well and the way that he like then yeah. essentially everyone got in him after he helped loomis after he got loomis eliminated so yeah, It was good Good storytelling in that match. I mean, you could argue that that maybe needed more time. But again, when you're on a two-hour, two-night TV special, you're very limited. Well, yeah.
2: that's I think I wonder if it wasn't on TV, if they'd have just had it as a normal gauntlet match, because obviously that would have took an hour up of the, of the show. So yeah. maybe when you're on a two-hour show, it's no ideal. But I, I thought the only bit that, you know, personally, I was like the Dexter Loomis elimination was a wee bit cheap, but I get it. Um, the annoyance is they're no continuing that story as far as I can see on NXT. He's in a, a eight-person multi um, a mixed tag match the way against uh, Bronson Reed, Dexter Loomis and uh, Shotzi and Ember Moon, which I was like, hmm, but I guess we might see early night, but it's just the way that story went. I was like, oh, I guess if they're going to continue down that path. If it wasn't a Dexter Loomis, I did say Bronson Reed was the next person that I wanted to see win it. Um, so I thought that was a good call. I think they really elevated him, um, but we'll get into where that went in a couple of minutes.
1: Yeah, um, I, I was surprised. Ellie night, I thought was was brilliant. Again, that um, suplex. I don't know if you said it was a thing of beauty. The superplex from the top uh, rope. It was absolutely beautiful. I've never seen it executed as well as that. But he, I mean, he's going to be a real. Um, you know, real contender over the next year for NXT. You know, he's just, he's great on the mic, as we all know, great in the ring and, you know, be interested to see where he goes in terms of title pictures and, and what have you. But yeah, real star. Um, surprised that, I mean, we all kind of called Loomis last week on, on the show. Surprised that it was Bronson Reed that went over?
2: If it was the Loomis, I thought it was going to be Bronson Reed because... Hmm. You know, the just the dynamic of Johnny Gargano. I said, it could Cameron be one Grimes, of the faces Aye like Cameron Grimes, I think, has got like North American champion written all over him, but against Johnny Gargano, you kinda need Gargano to be the face there, and he's not. So I thought Bronson Reed, if it wasn't gonna be Loomis, Bronson Reed's a great shout and I it worked out well.
0: I, th- I, th- I mean would you be willing to accept a big wad of cash straight out of his crotch? <laughs> that's the real question when it comes to Cameron Grimes I mean I think that we'd all cave in the right moment and we'd be like yeah I'll take your sweaty crotch cash thank you very much <laughs> Um, I thought um, shout out to Swerve
1: in that match because like, he was obviously the Iron Man in that match and I thought he, he performed really really well Um, and again he kind of shone a bit of a spotlight on him because I think he's a very underrated talent he
2: gets lost in that cruiserweight kind of mindset where yeah. you're like, oh, he's just there, he's a brilliant performer, but you almost put a ceiling on where he can go because he is like a cruiserweight. But I just I think he's brilliant. Like I always say it, I, I, like, Luch Underground's my favourite show ever in terms of wrestling. And he was brilliant in that, and it was brilliant on the indies as Shane Strickland as well. And then it just feels like he needs... The wee bit more personality shown on NXT. He does his podcast, he's got a brilliant personality in that, but you just don't quite get it in NXT and he, he falls in that amazing ability. But where's he gonna go? But I think that was a
0: performance that people will be more excited to see him going forward. Yeah. I think absolutely. with his new with his heel persona as well, that was the first time it's really kind of had a good chance to shine through. And I think he was very much you said he was the Iron Man. And I think he was his story was probably the biggest story that ran throughout the entire uh, the entire match as well. So
1: yeah, they- got an cracking match. Um, let's move on to the next one. Talking of cracking matches, um, this was like all we hoped for. I think uh, I don't know if you guys agree. Uh, certainly, every all the the Meltzers and likes of this world, rated this as the best match. Often. I really
0: enjoyed uh, good old Barrett getting really excited about the fact that the T- Champa was back in trunks and had shaved his head like he was like, It's the Champa of old, we haven't seen him in trunks since and I'm pretty sure I he d- gave the exact event of when he was last at him in trunks. I didn't I
1: I didn't like him in trunks. I prefer him in like his the, the camo comb- shots. Camo yeah. The, I prefer him in the, the kind of the the combat um trousers and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm the same. I'm yeah, the same. I thought I it'll, street fighter tire. Yeah, I think he was better than that. In the slightly
0: too large boots.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, Volter versus Champ is what we're talking about. And just Volter, he's just... Like, I don't know what it is. Because, you know, in the modern day of wrestling, we're used to these big guys, you know, your Keith Lees this world, your Bronson Reeds of this world, doing things that they shouldn't be able to. But Volter is just such a throwback to just... Wrestlers of the '80s and early '90s, and he doesn't do anything. He doesn't do anything massive. It's power bombs. It's chops. It's big punches. He has the big splash off the top rope, but he doesn't do anything spectacular. But at the same time, he's just so fascinating to watch and just tells a brilliant story in the ring. I mean, and they have told a great story here with you know this you know Champa dislabeling the right arm so he couldn't do the chops. It was, I just thought it was a brilliant, you know, you talk about ring psychology, all the wrestlers. It's all about ring psychology. And I thought this was the kind of definition of that. What did you guys think? I think, uh, Walter. I always say it well. My favourite thing
2: about him is it's similar to John Moxley. It's the things he doesn't do that make him special. He's very protected as a character. Doesn't he really use social media. We don't really see much of him in terms of media or anything like that. Overall, we just see him turning up, beating people up and leaving. And it's just like, it's the most simple, effective thing ever. Uh, And, you know, obviously the respect he talks about for what he's got for professional wrestling. He is the kind of guy that is just naturally intimidating in terms of size. But I think his demeanor comes across as just an intimidating guy as well. And again, we spoke about people that you don't remember having a bad match. Walter, I know one of them was pre-recorded, but he had two amazing matches air on
1: the network in the space of two nights. And just um, absolutely amazing. I was going to say, what was better, the Rampage-Brown match or this? had just edges it. Just yeah. but it's very close, very close indeed. I, I just think that, I thought like, the Rampage Brown match was brilliant as well. Aye, I wanted to see only you know, I went, I, I'm off this week, so I went and I thought oh, I'll watch NXT UK pre just I wanted to see Dar. I'm not a big fan of this Heritage Cup rules thing, I, no, the, it was a brilliant I, match, but kind it, of convoluted rules-wise, yeah. I, 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 but Volta versus uh, Rampage Brown, I thought I need, I need to see that match, and it was it was all it lived up that I thought it would be. So, no, cracking Volta. I mean, he just, you would love to see him on the main roster. You would love to see him on I the main did, roster. Would you trust them on the main roster, though? No, well, I was going to say the survival series. Eh? Well, <laughs> well, exactly. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you tr- yeah, do you trust the creative? Do you trust the, trust the writers to, to book the character correctly on the main roster? The problem, your answer, you're right, Alex. answer is no. So maybe it is better than just floating about that NXT one and. Just but he's just brilliant. I and mean, there'll be
0: another person who I'm sure we're about to talk about who we're gonna talk about in about ten minutes. You might have lost a main event on night two, who you could make a similar argument for as well. So
1: Yeah. We'll get to that one. Let's move on to the tag match. MSK versus Chris Young Ventures. Actually, before we get to that, actually, I mean where, where does Champa go from here? Obviously, Volta retains it was I think it was obvious who was winning that match, because I don't think you could see Champa in NXT UK anytime soon. But where does Champa go from here now? I don't. I have no idea. I keep I saying it where he, he
2: needs to go to Raw Smackdown for me because I think he is the kind of guy that would be used brilliantly on Raw Smackdown. But I kind of get it. He said before he couldn't do the full schedule. What happens if he goes to Raw next week and then in three weeks? It's like, right, we're back in front of fans <laughs> and we're going to go on the road and we're going to do this and that. So I kind of get it. And it's weird because you look at him, obviously, the hair and the beard you go, oh, he's the old veteran, and he's just uh, you know, he's just gonna be putting people over. He's had his big run as NXT champion. It does like he's nowhere near done. That's the annoying oh, that's part. You're a like the weird. guy's got the of time. <laughs> but in uh, the idea I think I would love to see him repackaged ever so slightly back to what he was when he had no music. But I guess you need the crowds booing him for that to be a thing, and you need him to be the, the big heel. But I'd quite like him to go back to that. But then you kind of run the risk of what do you do with him then? You need
0: he- the old woman at the side of the ring, mate. It's, it, well, that gimmick would not have worked without that one NXT fan who was there every week, the old lady. Aye, the, uh, the, the old lady. Old lady. <laughs> and uh, like, every week he was just giving flipping another bird. That was what made that gimmick. Without that, it wouldn't work.
2: One thing I'd maybe like to see, and it would have been more obvious if, you know, you might have to split up the faction he's currently in, but I'd love to see heel DIY against MSK. But... Again, you'd probably need to you know there's a lot of parts that need to move for that to be a thing.
1: Yeah. Um I I just I like you see, you just don't know where he's gonna go next. Um on the roster. But talking of uh tag teams, let's move on to that tag team match. MSK versus Grizzly Young Veterans versus Legado del Fantasma. this again, just NXT do tag matches really, really well. The main roster not so much, not so much, because they don't even have tag matches really or tag teams. But I thought this, you know, as a three way tag match, I thought was really, really good. What do you guys think?
0: Um, I
2: oh sorry, on you go. Sorry, you no, know, I was just going to say yeah. It was. <laughs> I
0: think it was the kind of match that we were all expecting to be terrific, and it was terrific. Well, for me, the only thing that ruined it was MSK on the mic on night two. Which kind of like, you know, they were just so good in the ring and the next day was just like the most drab, bland, lack of personality promo. I felt kind of quite bad that that was how they presented them afterwards, but... It's Terrific, annoying Matt.
2: because I, I, think, um, I think, I think I kind of see it as the way they were an impact. They were brilliant on the mic because they were never really in a backstage interview segment. Mm. It was always the treehouse. Uh But I, I just think that they might need that wee one thing, maybe even a manager. I wouldn't have mind seeing them with a manager. Uh, I think, but I think
0: th- they just need to decide what their personality would be. I think that's, Aye. that's maybe a it. bit, a bit, than bit than too happy else. to be here.
2: That's the, yeah. that's the thing that I'm, I, I never really like that. Uh, but I, I thought the match was brilliant. Um, uh, you know, we kind of, we wrote off Legado Del Fantasma quite yeah, quickly last week, yeah. I, but they played their part really well, um, and, you know, it's annoying because we did think, you know, it's going to be either MSK or Grizzled Young Veterans. I thought it was, it worked as a triple threat, but I did think the story of MSK and Grizzled Young Veterans went through it nicely, and I think that's probably where
1: we're going to go in the future as well. Yeah, i surprised that Grizzled Young Veterans didn't um win and the MSK were in the chase, but, Grizzle Young Veterans in the chase for it. I mean, because you you give me more of MSK versus Grizzle Young Veterans because that that two different styles and they just seem to work so well off often. Like but like you say, the del Fantasma really shone through. You know, this is the the best I think you you'd seen them and there was some spectacular moves in it and um, I it just there was the the spot when MSK stopped them tapping out and stuff like that. It was that was a great spot. Loved that. Loved that. But yeah, um, obviously, MSK go on and they will be a team for the you know the like a high-flying team. We've not seen many of of those you know like kind of rocker-style teams in the WWE. Love to see them against the Bucks. I think that would be a spectacular match, you know, if you're talking about crossover matches. So um, yeah, MSK tag team champions, and then we moved on to the main event: Io Shirai versus Raquel Raquel Gonzalez. Wow, good match again. Um
0: what did you make of this one guys? I feel really bad for saying this, but I think it was the worst match in the card. <laughs> that was the thing like it's it's. I mean I get this should have always been the main event of night two but it was just such a strong undercard yeah I think, yeah I, think yeah I
1: get that I get that I, I think in any other card because the, the matches underneath it were all so good I mean it, it was a fantastic night of wrestling this was still a great match don't get me wrong but you you know what like you say Alex it probably suffered due to the quality of the
0: matches below it I think having the big MSK win before that you'd kind of hit your big high with MSK and it's as if we all needed a dampener match before we were ready for this, and it was just yeah. straight back into it. But.
2: Yeah, I, I thought it was a brilliant match, but it was, I like, just suffered by the quality of what was before it and also possibly timing a little bit. Again, it's the kind of match that I wonder if it wasn't on TV, might have overran ever so slightly? uh did feel like it was a wee bit pushed together. But well,
0: if you think about it, it normally, it's normally a takeover card would be two and a half hours, and if you're on TV and you're two or a slot with adverts, you've only got what, one hour forty? So this is probably fifty minutes shorter than your average takeover with as many matches. So
2: yeah, yep, I, I just I thought it was one of those ones where the result we you know I think we're all agreed the result was the right result to get to. So I guess the means to an end and all that. At least we get to see a new women's champion for the first time in
1: almost a year. Uh, I mean, I think Shirai Sh- Shirai pulled. I mean, she's so good in the ring and she pulled Gonzalez through the match. I think. I mean, I th- still think Gonzalez is still maybe a little bit. Green, maybe, maybe that's wrong, but I mean, she Shirai was absolutely brilliant in this match. You know, I kind the... of don't
0: understand if Gonzalez is meant to be a healer of face now. It kind of felt like she did like a weird semi face turn because, especially on night two, when you know she was like all smiley and you know holding it up, and it just didn't feel like a heel had won the title.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think that might be by design because I think we might get Dakota Kai being upset, yeah, and oh, then the that is the story. Yeah,
0: You caught to be really happy. First, seemed to be there, but I guess that's just called acting in wrestling. <laughs>
2: Aye, we'll, we'll, see, yeah. we'll see how it plays out. But I think that is the case. But I, I kind of, I kinda get what you mean by that. like. I, w- I, wouldn't say she's green, but it's only because I hate like extreme words like that. Um, yeah. But I think she has got a lot, of, a lot well. to learn. Aye, yeah. uh, but I did that. Like that was the the one thing that you know I was on the call afterwards with Triple H and Shawn Michaels, and that was the one match I wanted to know about. Somebody asked about MSK, which was great, and um, they essentially just said that they they didn't think there was any other option because since uh, MSK came in, they're like the missing puzzle piece. Um, but I asked about uh, Raquel and Io, and they did say like, look at the journey that Raquel Gonzalez has been on as yeah. space a year, like she's came for being such a rookie to being like a solid main event performer uh, and, and then Ayo Shirai they just said was like the best on the planet which I'm not you, sure
1: if I agree with that That's a you know it's a high
2: accolade but she's definitely up there
1: Do you think I mean is she going to appear in the main roster that would be my question Does she, do they put her up onto the main roster now do you think she's done what she needs to do in NXT,
0: NXT and they'll move her onto the main I'm roster I'm legitimately scared they just do Kabuki Warriors V2 legitimately scared Annoyingly, I think it's
2: I, I, like more feel me again, you know, because I'll say this and it won't happen. But I think they've done stuff so well in terms of promos on NXT that I've got a bit of hope that they would continue that. And I do think they recognise her as just like a different talent, like Asuka's amazing in the ring. I'm not taking anything away from her, but Io Rai, I think they just recognise as being one of the best performers. So they might try and do something different there. But it's an annoying one because. You know, on the call, everybody was asking about that. Who's got up to the main roster? And it's like, why is it whenever anybody loses, they should go a Raw SmackDown? But I'm in that bracket where I think they should because yeah. what does she do now? Like, anytime somebody has stayed in NXT that's lost the championship after a dominant run, it's like, oh, they should have just went, like, it's just wasting time now. Like <laughs> Tommaso
0: Ciampa. Yes, precisely like <laughs> Tommaso you Ciampa. <laughs> you previously in the previous.
1: I did, yeah. I did see NXT getting advertised the Tuesday nights and uh, EO does feature on the graphic for that, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think she's maybe going to be staying down there, but we will wait and see when it moves to Tuesday nights. Actually, it's on tonight, so uh, excellent, get to watch that tomorrow morning. Um what's been to night two, gents. Um, I, I think it was, it was going to be a lot to live up to that night one because it was... It was a properly good NXT. And obviously it won in the ratings against the AEW. Thank God for that. Because it would have been pie on someone's face if it didn't.
2: And the point on that as well, that if you think how many people were watching on either Peacock or the network.
1: yes, yeah, They, they wouldn't the count ratings wise. So. That's very true. Very true. Um, night two. Um, we had on the, the kickoff show. It was Breezango versus. I've not seen this match because um, I don't know. I don't know how it wasn't. It wasn't I don't know where you can see this. and um, I guess it's going to be on the network, but I watched stuff I can't remember what I watched stuff. In fact I wasn't on the network because I watched the full thing on the network, so I don't know where you see this match, but it was Bizango versus Drake Mahap and Killian Dane for number one contender spot. And it was Maverick and Drain that went over, which was which I guess they've been foundering doing nothing despite the initial push. So I guess it's good to see them getting somewhere. Cause it just all went I bet it's went really quiet on that. It's like it certainly was a great build of this kind of odd couple, and it's all just kind of, they've not been on telly much, but it was good to see them obviously being the number one contenders. You know, it took kind of comedy tag teams against each other. Uh, did you see it, Gary or Alex?
2: Didn't did, did see it at all. Yeah. The only thing is um, that I'm excited for that. I think it was, I'm not sure if it was the right outcome, because I think both teams could have done this, but we mentioned the MSK being amazing in the ring. They're not quite there promo-wise in NXT yet.
1: Yeah, Either
2: of these teams two teams are the kind of team that will be able to pull a good story out of them, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, first match of the night was the ladder match for the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. It was Champion versus Champion. Escobar versus Jordan Devlin. This one, for me, didn't live up to my expectations. I don't know what you guys thought. I just thought it was a bit clunky.
0: I, like. I would thoroughly agree with you. I was very much looking forward to this, and I think it was just—it was quite disappointing in the end. But I guess it's that when your ladder match is set up by Sean Michaels, you're just probably putting too much expectation into it, aren't you?
2: Yeah, I agree. But I, I wasn't like I love ladder matches, but there was just something about this one that I was like, I don't think it's going to be anywhere near like match of the night or match of the two nights uh, contender. That just wasn't there for me. It was okay. Didn't hate it, you know. I, I'm not gonna say oh, that was a
1: pure shape match because it wasn't. It was just a wee bit disappointing. you know? What, it, I think it was because you, you they were both heels. I mean, they were they were quick. Aye, it's you hard know? to root for somebody in a ladder
2: match if you can't yeah. <laughs> if you can't identify with them, babyface. Style. It's true, actually.
0: I didn't think about it like that. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean. I didn't like at the end what it was a lovely moment for Santos Escobar where he brought out his kids, but that's a face thing. That's a big Lally, baby man. face yeah. That's a face yeah. thing. Don't bring out your kid for the title <laughs> victory, you know, for goodness sake, play the character, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, um, good. I mean, it, it just again establishes, we got Phantasma and keeps their story going and Santos Escobar probably needs the gold round them. Jordan Devlin probably has a lot further to go and, don't know where Santos Escobar or where that story will go
0: next but um, yeah it was they're going to put Balor and Devlin together (laughs) both now don't have titles and I've been saying it for weeks they've wanted to do it for ages Balor and his twin we'll get to that in a minute Um,
1: the women's tag team championships were next Shotzi and Ember versus the way probably I think Loggi is probably the worst card worst match over both nights
2: Shotzi um, almost killing herself again. Shotzi almost
1: <laughs> killing herself. Yeah. yeah, I mean, for God, that, that she does take a lot of risks. Shotzi. she's you know, she, we all love Shotzi, but it was like, whoa, <laughs> calm down, Henry, <laughs> calm down.
0: Um, but, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just not that big a fan of the Candace and Mindy um, Hartwell tag team. I don't think it really works well. No, I'm the, the same with Shotzi and Ember Moon, <laughs> and I, I love both of them, but I'm just like, oh, there's just something about it
2: that I don't get quite. <laughs> so much i just think it's i think i'm always the same way tag teams if it's two massive personalities in a tag team i think all four of them are massive personalities
0: it's like a bit of a waste yeah it's yeah. as if that they, they shouldn't have this belt to force them to put these made up tag teams or anything like that but here we are get used to more of them exactly exactly we'll get to more of that when we get
1: into wrestlemania itself but yeah um th- the eclipse is still a thing of beauty. It doesn't matter oh. when it happens. It's still a. And it was the double eclipse, which was fantastic. So I, I still think Indy Hartwell, when we talk about, I mean, Raquel, Raquel Gonzalez has come up leaps and bounds, like you say, Gary, but I still think she has a long way to go. the um, Hartwell, I think, I'm just going to check the age of her, but the thing
2: that always makes me feel really uh, old is that she says the people that are the people in the match that got her into um, wrestling was bailey sasha at nxt takeover brooklyn oh, the hell. what Jesus christ uh, t- t- 24 years old so
1: oh boy well, what uh, like-
0: how long ago was sasha versus bailey at takeover brooklyn
2: was that like five years ago five i think five years ago i am um, oh, I, I know she, she was quite late when she got in it but it was like she was 18 or 19 when she seen that and i was like
1: <laughs> right, okay then. So she she's got she's got a lot of miles to left to go in the cock, so we'll let her off. Uh, but yeah, no, um definitely the worst match I would say over over the two nights. Um next mate, surprising result in this one, Johnny Gargano going over
0: Bronson Reed uh for the, the North American Championship. I mean it was a bit of a it wasn't a, it was so overly clean. So I mean, there was a little bit of heel shenanigans. So that was at least something that yeah. redeemed Bronson slightly. And it, maybe it's pro- to prolong the rivalry. Maybe they I, didn't want to do North American Championship handover into an NXT title handover.
1: I that. thought this is the best Bronson Reed's looked. I thought Johnny Gargano. I, I think Johnny Gargano can pull out anyone through a, a match because he's, he's so good in the ring. I I get a lot of people just second fed up of Johnny Gargano now. NXT, he does need. It's like they've obviously they've done the heel thing with him now, but it just feels that he needs he needs somewhere new to go. He needs some new opponents. Um, because just feels that he's, he's just getting stale there. Now Like need, Tommaso Ciampa. Like Tommaso Ciampa.
2: <laughs> it's like I, I just feel like, and I think I'm stuck on it. But I feel like after the arrival, it culminated. Once I went to Raw. Once I went to SmackDown, and then In just the played background. for there. I but. I, I Like, I love Gargano in terms of any time I watch a Johnny Gargano match. It's one of the best matches you'll see that night. If not, the best match you'll see that night. But it's just, especially having the North American Championship on him, I just feel like it's non necessary. He doesn't need the title. The title doesn't need him. I feel like it's went to Bronson Reed or anyone that won the gauntlet match. But again, this was the, I got a wee question in after after, uh, the, the main event to Triple H and Shawn Michaels and I asked about producing matches because I know Pete Dunn does a lot of that and done a lot of it in NXT UK they said that Johnny Gargano does a lot of producing matches in NXT and a lot of men- mentoring young talent so I'm not sure if that's maybe a thing where maybe that's a hindrance to him going to the main roster because they're like well even off screen maybe just provides so much in
0: NXT that yeah. you can't let go of him Is there also now not the Finn Balor slash NXT is a third brand argument and did Gargano and Champ and not like describe themselves as NXT lifers
2: yes and I think that's a phrase that might come back to haunt them in the future but (laughs) I I remember that uh, exact exact phrase
1: I I, I mean I I was surprised you know obviously you expect when someone gets through a gauntlet match and then goes on to night two you expect that person to Come out champion, especially when it's obviously a talent who they're like Reed, who they're kind of got invested for the future of the brand. Uh, I was so very surprised that it was Gargano. I think I
0: think it's the it's the it's the stack, double stack booking. It's having the NXT uh, North American match right before the. The, the NXT title change. They didn't want to do both of them just after quick succession.
1: Yeah, I guess, I guess so. I guess so. Uh, so, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens with the North America. I, probably, I think he'll get a rematch because they'll, they'll, he'll pull out the two-night thing and face it one-on-one. So, aye, we'll see what happens with that in the future. And that led on to the main event, Finn Valor versus Karrion Cross.
0: Um, it wasn't the main event. No, the main oh, event. sorry, it wasn't the, the main event. I oh, no, it was because the technically, event, I actually, actually, <laughs> on the show <laughs> it was unsanctioned. So technically the main technically event. It wasn't <laughs> sanctioned. <laughs> technically wasn't
1: there. The joint main event, you know, the co main event, it was Bauer versus Carry Cross, with Karrion Cross, I think predictably everyone called it that Carrying Cross would regain the title on there, but still a good good match. It was a good match. It was awfully okay. short. It felt like it yeah. oh, just an Gary. Like, I think- yeah. You're not. I don't think you're a particular fan of carrying cross, are you, Gary? I like the character, and I, like I, I, I
2: quite. I, I quite like his style in the ring. I think you know. I like that everything looks like it hurts. There's we'll just fucking... something about his matches that I just find quite boring. Like Alex said, this one was short, and it was a wee bit too short. But I always feel like if it went longer, would I be bored? <laughs> and I think yeah. I might be. But I really, so for you, I like this was the perfect Carrying Cross <laughs> match. Essentially, <laughs> slightly too <laughs> short, but just just long enough. I like him, and I do think there's more mileage in him beating Finn Balor. I don't like don't beat Carrying Cross yet, and maybe even bring the demon back and beat. You know, because we did see the big cross on where, uh, where um, Finn Balor had his injury, a wee bit of paint back. But I, it's just, for me, this was, if it was the for shot, say uh, Ember Moon versus the way, this would have been my least favourite match of the night.
1: Right, okay. Um, where does, I mean, who, like, the title's now on carrying cross. Who's the next contender to step up for him? Because I think he'll go on a run where he'll just beat everyone. I I I can't see him. I can't see anyone on the roster that is able. It's a like Brock Lesnar. It's like, it is what I would put the Brock Lesnar of NXT. It will take someone. You know, I don't know who it would take to to beat him. But who's their he, next kind of up and coming faces?
2: It's either got to be the Demon Finn Balor, I think, or it's you know they're not going to even give Dexter or Loomis that kind of push. I don't think. So or, I think it would to be the Demon Finn Balor, or either somebody coming down, or somebody joining.
0: Kyle O'Reilly? Uh, oh, wait, I, I, I mm, I'm I not sure. He's like the next, the next kind of babyface. Yeah, season. but There's you just can't. Really see one, him.
1: You can't. You can't nah. see him beating. No, I can't see anyone. The only person I could see is hard or be able to even step in the ring with carrying Gross. Like, legitimately, would be Bronson Reed.
2: That's
1: the Thatcher. What's he? Timothy Thatcher's is? a good shout. Timothy. Or, Thatcher. or I don't think Thatcher's really done Walter. enough to warrant an NXT. Walter, yet. the voter carrying Cross. Do you imagine I... that
0: match? Oh! Then you could potentially was... destroy Walter. Then you have to then potentially you have to either have Walter have carrying Cross win both belts or have Walter drop the UK belt before he fights Cross. Ah, I'll let him relinquish it It's It's
2: difficult (laughs) It's difficult No, I I think I I can answer that question for NXT UK Because I think um, I'm pretty sure That Walter is going to be dethroned by Ilya Dragunov Because if you look at where their match went And then Ilya disappearing And the storyline they're building with him now I think he's definitely going to win that So I was going to say have Walter relinquish But and again, that defeat the purpose because you don't want to be relinquished And it's like, well, NXT UK is shite because the one guy that dominated it just can't be beat. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Uh, did Timothy Thatcher? You mentioned there, surprising he wasn't involved in shenanigans in the Champa match. I was very surprised at that. Uh, with maybe vote.
2: saving it for TV, but I, I, I just don't know what's happened to him. It seems like he's just disappeared a wee bit.
0: I know. So now you've mentioned it. How about do you think they do Bronson versus Johnny Gargano two on NXT tonight, and Bronson wins the title? Big that's, that's maybe what's happened. Very
1: good show Alex. Um, <laughs> Gary's shout, I just kind of ripped it off. So, oh, no, wait So that's not happening
2: because they're already competing on a tag team match.
0: Oh, yeah, of course, because we uh, said, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Reed> and, uh, <laughs> maybe
2: next week. Maybe next week. Then yeah. had
1: the, we moved on to, to the main event, the unsanctioned match between Kyle Riley and Adam Cole. Again, um, I, I don't think it's lived up to expectations. that I hoped it would be. I don't know what you guys thought. Too long, way too long. Yeah, like a good Wait, match. Forty for...
0: minutes, forty-five I, minutes.
2: I, 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 ribbed myself with this one because, um, you know, with the conference calls, it's like call. Don't know why, eight to thirteen minutes before, uh, before the call scheduled to start. So that's the official thing. And with these, it is you know when the w- when the main event ends, the call starts. i a wee bit in between. So I called right as uh, the entrances finished. And I was like, I'm probably going to be a wee bit like, You know, it's probably going to be like a 25-minute match. Um,
0: 40 minutes and 19 here. seconds. I've just looked I, it up.
2: I, more film. me. I was uh, I was on that media call for an hour before it got started. And then a further hour once it, uh, once it was on. Just, so, just to put just this into long. context,
0: that match was twice as long as Reigns versus Edge versus Brian. Twice uh, as long yeah. as the main wrestle yeah.
2: way, 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 way too long. And I loved, like, a few of the spots with the chain were incredible. Uh, some of them were unnecessary and just didn't make sense. Uh, I just and, and also, the I liked the stage bit, but there was a big no-sell in that that kind of ruined it for me as well. Yeah. It was just a bit... It, it was one of these typical NXT... Hardcore matches where it's like you know exactly how it's going to go, it's going to be ridiculously long and it's going to have some brilliant spots in it and be really entertaining. But they're going to take the piss and just have the longest match they possibly There can. was a lot
0: of kick outs, there was a lot of kick outs. I, I. I, th- I think we need to keep. I think a lot of people have been complaining about that style, well not complaining, but bringing it up for a while. And instead of you know trying to you know do something a bit different, they just seem to have doubled down on it, haven't they? They're like, Well, <laughs> yes. if you like false finishes. We're going to do you a 40 minute match when 30 minutes is literally just going to be false finishes. So,
2: yeah, it's I mean, the one thing that I think might be exciting about carrying cross being
1: champion because that might change in main <laughs> events going forward. <laughs> true, that is very true. To be fair, looking at Meltzer's rating, um he gave that match of the night four and a half stars. He gave it, um, but there you are. Uh, so yeah, um. Again, it, it's in, the bit I found really comedy about it, unsanctioned match. Right, so they had the security guards coming down at the start, and they had them spot in the ring, but then it was like. <laughs> They were coming down, and he could easily have attacked because he was on one side of the ring. He could easily have just got out and attacked him because they
0: were. It's it's unsanctioned. Why are they letting the security guards get involved? I don't think the security guards would have insurance for that if it's not been sanctioned by the company. <laughs> so That's very irresponsible. <laughs> very mystery. irresponsible. Yeah. From I the
2: sh- one thing I liked was that the referee wore a black t-shirt, and they changed the ropes to black as well. But then at the same time, you're like, surely if anything, you just remove the ropes. If you, like surely you're halfway through tearing down the ring and then the unsanctioned match happens, like why would you be like, We don't sanction this match, but we're gonna give it a special presentation and change. And the we're gonna give it a
0: referee as well. Uh, can can, can the next unsanctioned match, can we just have the ring crew slowly dissembling the ring around them and they keep doing moves onto what they're trying to take away? And they're like, For fuck's sake, we're just <laughs> trying to do our job, guys. I'll we're just the... have it in raw underground.
1: Uh, if we does Adam Cole? does he go to the main the roster main room? roster <laughs> yes dude. what the fuck else does Adam Cole do now Adam Cole's the big disappointment however the night is the Undisputed Era theme seems like it's no more because Adam Cole came out to they all came out to new music Pete Dunn has actually came out to new music as well the bruiser I fucking love the Pete
0: Dunne theme as well he's no right. longer the bruiserweight though he doesn't have the weight to be the bruiserweight yeah. and if you notice he stopped wearing the, the bear so much so he's just yeah, got
1: the
0: bear on his knee he's, he's... still got it on his knee I was going oh, to say permanent an <laughs> <e-pad>. <laughs> he changed his music. Adam Cole came out to new music. Oh, that... but Adam Cole came out to new music that was as similar as fucking possible to the undisputed as music really wasn't it? Uh, a way. I, I, I didn't like the Adam Cole
2: one. That was one where I, I said I was on the media call on Twitter, and everybody was saying. Ask about Adam Cole's
1: new music, it's, it's shite. No, it, is. <laughs> it is shite. So, Kyle O'Reilly's was all right, actually. I ah, quite it liked was okay. us. It was, it was okay, but aye, that's a big disappointment that Undisputed Era music seems like it's been put to bed now.
0: Shite. I fucking love that. Can't anyway, it,
1: mate. They can't afford it. They can't afford it. I know. So, that was Adam Cole, ten- Adam Cole SmackDown. I, I still
2: think they're going to go with Mary, uh, Undisputed Era. <laughs> I think they're going to bring them back and do more of a storyline with that. But, uh, I, right, oh, but uh, yeah. uh, I think they will bring back. They've Gordon still got and a long way Bobby to go because
1: and... Bobby Fish isn't involved, and they've still nah, got, if... they can still push that and do a
0: civil war type. I don't think. Yeah, I think Gary's right. They're not. They're they're going to milk yeah, this. Right. Think about how many times we've seen Champa versus Gargano. Yeah,
1: you. Do you know what? You're right. They'll bring. They'll bring back. They'll still. There's a lot to go in on this. Disputed era civil war type scenario. So yeah, you're right, you're absolutely right. Wow. So that was NXT Takeover, and that was Wednesday, Thursday. Let's briefly touch on SmackDown from the Friday night, because it was just basically a warm-up for WrestleMania. This was the kickoff show for WrestleMania. Um three amazing promos on that night. Uh, Alex, did you manage to catch them?
0: I didn't, but I caught the promos, yeah. So like I love the way they were all done in a totally different style. You had Psychopathic Edge very much come back. And you've got Daniel Bryan, you know, the heartwarming kind of character that he is just now. And then you've just got Roman. What do I do? I show up and I win.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. You know, it. what well, we we had a few matches on it. It was more focused around the main event and and shining the spotlight on Edge Reigns and Daniel Bryan. Um Big j Uso main event, J um won the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. That was a call, awesome. call that called that. Wasn't it was a surprise it was- to me, John. Was it a surprise for you, <laughs> Gary? Of course not.
0: Uh, it was the right call as well. Like, I think it, it's at the end of the day that Andre the Memorial Giant Battle Royal is actually quite a throwaway thing. And I actually feel like Jay Uso actually winning it made it feel more important because he won it. And he's involved in like a main event storyline. And yeah. at least
2: gives him. I mean, I, I don't want to be that guy. I don't. Jey Uso might never win a world championship. At least gives him an accolade because you know when Jimmy comes back, he'll probably be back in a tag team. And even though I think he could easily be like intercontinental world US champion and be a really good one, at least it gives him a singles accolade if not. Is so that
0: it's not, not then like this main event Jey Uso not like the most kind of what's it word the backhanded compliment of a nickname in history of wrestling in that case then? Aye. Probably, very <laughs> guy, very guy.
1: Yeah, um, the the tag team match or the SmackDown tag team titles surprised that it was Ziggler and Rude retaining. Um, I thought they might have given it to Ray and Dominic. Oh, it's just time to get it off. I, I really like
2: Ziggler and Rude, but it's just time to get it off them as well because there's nothing's happening. With like, I, I know the tag team division. I don't think you could put it on anybody, and it's going to be the most exciting no. thing ever. But I think just it's time for a change. Street Profits, you know, they they carried the division when it was shite on Raw <laughs> and even a bit on SmackDown. So they'd have been a good call, but aye, the
0: mysterio it'd have been a nice moment. Well, if you think about it, like how far is, I mean, this sounds a bit harsh, but how far is Dominic, how many steps backwards has Dominic taken since last year's WrestleMania? Just in aye. terms of, you know, it's the position on the card. I mean, obviously he's like improved in so many ways, but like, this is just what they've done after a year of developing this is where he comes to. He's on the fucking pre-show in the SmackDown tag team title match.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so it was a warm-up, really, to WrestleMania, SmackDown. It, it told the story going into to, to WrestleMania. We had a bit of Sami Zayn hijinks as well and there, Sasha Banks talking up the match with Bianca. And um, Before I go on to WrestleMania, I meant to get your match for the night um, from Stan Deliver.
2: First night, uh, night? Champa Walter, definitely. Champa-Walter. Um, second night, I, I mean, I'd probably would, even though I buried it a wee bit, I'd probably still say the unsanctioned match. <laughs> that probably just narrows at the Bronson Reed Gargano match for me. I really like that match, but I mean, the unsanctioned match still get
0: like- my attention. We kind of got to agree with the unsanctioned match. As much as we're being bitches about it, it was still quite a good match. Although I did, I did slightly enjoy the ladder match, but I think I was probably just trying to enjoy the ladder match more than anything else. And yeah. you can't really disagree with Walter versus Champa, really, can you?
1: Okay, okay then. Um, right, okay. So that was SmackDown. Let's get to the main event of the weekend, or the, of the week, WrestleMania Night 1. Um, and we opened with a bang. <laughs> minutes of bang, some would say. Oh my word, didn't it just? So we go into the first, you know, we we come to WrestleMania, there's Vince outside with all the every single superstar on the roster on stage, welcoming back the fans. And then a minute later there's chaos. And uh, we were watching it on the watch along, so we were we're like, what the hell's going on here? And then suddenly you realize when you saw Samoa Joe and Michael Cole in ponchos that Yep, it's been delayed by 30 minutes.
0: Um, well, see, this is this is my take on that, right? You've been running open-air stadium shows for how many years? And yet you have never, at any point, created a backup rain plan. Then you, my opinion is you're fucking lucky this is the first time you've had a palaver like this. So, <laughs> like, I mean, for goodness sake. And when did we get the weather reports? Like, I
1: know, unbelievable. Yeah. The first night with crowds back and, and everyone's going, oh my God. Is this going to go ahead? Luckily for us, it did. But I have not. I need to go back and watch it because we were all doing it on the watch along. So the sound was down and everyone was talking. But I, I'm, in tr- I've, I've, I've. Did you see the promos, Gary? because obviously it was like, oh shit, we need to fill time. Get everyone out to do promos. Tell, talk us through the promos. Who was good and who was bad at the unscripted promos? I loved it. I thought it was absolutely
2: brilliant because, you know, how often have we spoken about, you know, how scripted promos are and the fact that they just didn't have time. (laughs) Like, there's no way you can script promo, Like I guess, for the people that are later on. But it was very impromptu. The the best part for me, like they went to uh, backstage and they had Drew McIntyre and you could tell he was a wee bit flustered because he did tremble a wee bit, stuttered kind of a wee bit as well. And it was like, ah, oh, this this could be the the big expose and it could make an arse of the whole event if you're gonna interview people like this. He gathered his composure so well. It had um it, it confronted Bobby Lashley, who was getting interviewed, it gathered his composure so well, and then even at the professionalism, Kayla Braxton was like oh sorry, Sarah Schreiber, I think it was, was standing the wrong side, and he was like sorry, you need to stand that side because I'm not turning my back on Lashley. And I was like, that's perfect because it's a television cue that he has to stand on that side, but he's actually made it, actually make sense. Uh, that was great. The, the best one was Kevin Owens. Uh, I can Kevin can Oh man, he just cut a brilliant promo. Direct to camera, absolutely amazing. The New Day even, uh, they done a brilliant one where they were doing a full interview and it was the two of them, uh, amazing full interview, and then Biggie just randomly creeped up from behind the interviewer like about five minutes into it. Uh, but it was, it was really good. Um, but the highlight was obviously seeing Michael Cole and some Joanna Poncho.
1: <laughs> so we got into uh, the matches eventually after the half hour of the play, and it was no surprise. It was Bobby Lashley and Drew coming out first uh, for the championship match. Perhaps a bigger surprise that Bobby retained, but was
0: that wasn't the right surprising? Move? No, wasn't surprising <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> do you not think it was surprising that everyone thought no. go- had Drew going away with it? No, I, I actually, that?
2: I thought because it was opening that Drew would win because I thought they were going to do first the match back in massive pop.
0: I, I don't think they'd have put the title on Bobby to lose it three weeks later. Yeah, It would have been such a waste. You'd have just left it. If you wanted a big pot from Drew, why would you take it off the Miz? You know. yeah. right. And we did. We did
1: talk. Obviously, at the opening was Hogan and uh, Titus, well, Titus O'Neil. Titus, Titus was terrific. H- Titus was Hogan. hilarious. Hogan got booed, and uh, they put in fake crowd noise to cover the boos.
2: They did not the second night, or they did not the the second second night. (laughs) (laughs) I think they just accepted defeat on that one. Tried a pirate costume, that did not work, but um, no, Titus was great, I think as well. How difficult must that, I mean, obviously difficult for Hogan as well, but how difficult must that be if you're Titus put in that situation, and the guy you're with is getting booed, and you know why he's getting booed, and you have have a direct relation uh, to why the reason is that he's getting booed. I think Titus done tremendously, I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And I just think it's a difficult position anyway because we don't want to see the hosts. Like, no. do we give a fuck with the thing? We, we want the matches to start, so it's just a difficult thing to do anyway.
0: I did like what they did with Bailey in the end. I liked that Bailey very much got multiple WrestleMania moments, and I liked the way that was what spurned her throughout the night so there was some positives to the host this there year was, there
1: was uh but we had um bobby obviously going over drew you don't you guys weren't surprised i guess it's not a surprise you don't want really to kind of flip flop the belt so
0: much but you just thought drew would have got that moment i guess there's he doesn't you know, have, I, to have it now they, do you know what the funny thing is that if when they have crowds back they will have more opportunities yeah so summer slam maybe summer slam maybe but it doesn't need to be that fast just you all calm down right you've you you all, you've had too much Drew McIntyre's WWE champion over the past year that none of you that you're getting like Drew Mac champ withdrawal syndrome every time he <laughs> drops the belt you're like when's he getting it back boys when's he getting it back you can you not have it for six months to a year well, I, was,
2: a I was hoping we wouldn't see him on Raw because I actually really want him to go to Smackdown and be the
1: Roman Reigns um, the guy that beats Roman Reigns first. yeah that's uh, that's a possibility as well but yeah, um it was a good great opening match to to the pay-per-view. Then we moved into the women's tag team championship number one contenders match. Poor old Mandy Rose slipping on the ramp on the way down. And on on her defense, it was fucking wet. And
0: so... was, <laughs> it was fucking wet.
2: wet. Oh. And she styled it out really well as well. I th- I think that's like you know, we've all been there. No, not WrestleMania, obviously, but we've all been there. We've all felt when Austin felt like and, the most embarrassed person on the planet. She, stay styled it really well. I, I think on. her
0: and her and Mandy's new outfits as well. There was a couple of almost wardrobe malfunctions as well. So I think the combination of the fall with the new tights was. Bye-bye. Not Bye-bye. almost Mandy is Rose. all
2: I will say on that. Um Dana Brooke addressed hers directly on Twitter. Um done it brilliantly as well. She's like a lot of people saying it and she even said you can call us nip slips uh, and uh, at least we'll look good doing it. But I tell <laughs> you WrestleMania Week, the two most read articles that I have written were about Mandy
1: Rose and Dana Brooke. So there you go. Um Gary, I know you're a big Riot Squad, uh, Mark. They obviously didn't go over. Instead, it was Tamina and Natty that went over and but said... The Riot
0: Squad looked good. They, I think they were probably, the, apart from they, they yeah. could have got two eliminations, did they not? They did pretty well. Yeah, I, I actually thought it, was, um, it would have been the right decision
2: because I think they made the Riot Squad look strong in losing that match.
1: Yeah. But it agreed. would have
2: been the right decision if Natalia and Tamina won the tag team titles the next night. Well, we'll get on to that, get but,
1: we see, suits, but. We see night one, that's probably the way we thought it was going to go. I think we all agreed that it would be Tamina and Natty to, to go over. We'll yeah. get into night two. Let's move on to the next match Cesaro versus Rollins. Um, match of the night, potentially. Very no. close, but not quite for me. No, I think nah,
2: so. nah. Yeah. But, but yeah. very close. But it was a great. I mean. We expected it. It was, just, it was the match we expected. <laughs> it was just absolutely brilliant. I uh, loved Cesaro's new gear. Uh, that's one thing I'll say. Uh, I thought it looked absolutely brilliant. I love I love that Seth Rollins new music. I just think it's was, it was the brilliant heel music. Uh, and I, it was just great. Just a really enjoyable match. I'd love to see yeah. it, but I'm quite uh, quite glad we've now got round to that point. Like, we've got the Cesaro face turn. He's now established. It, did, it felt like a big deal, especially the reaction of him after the match.
1: I think I, he got, yeah. I, yeah, uh, he totally he totally bought into the wind. He he got the crowd totally popped for it as well. The UFO um, swing thing was incredible. The helicopter. It was, helicopter. It's getting swing. called the UFO
2: swing. He, he calls it the UFO now because he doesn't use his arms. Yeah, because he, he he's, he's changed it because he doesn't use his arms. But
0: what But what?
2: Because a helicopter, that has got uh, a
0: blades okay, on the UFO... top. Yeah. Okay, I mean, but a lot of flying things don't. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. The kite swing doesn't
1: have the exact same ring But yeah, um, push to the main event now. Do we think this could be Roman Reigns' next competitor?
0: No, because he'll get killed by Roman. (laughs) He's not the man to beat Roman. Don't put him against Roman until he's the man to beat Roman. It's one of those tricky situations where I feel like it either has to
2: be no end of the title picture or they need to give him somebody big. Like, they need to I don't know who the big heel is they can give him, though. That's the thing. Because Edge, maybe?
1: Edge. I I I think he's going to... We'll get to that, but I think he's going a different way. Um, So, yeah, great match. On to the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. I have to say, this was really well put together, this match. The New Day wrestled as heels, almost as heels. They kept AJ away from the tag. And we got that moment, which... Gary, you've been waiting for, for so long, we've got the big tag to Omos, and Alex, you called it last week, we had the Styles Clash
0: off the top of Omos. You mean the well. Phenomenal Forearm off the top of Omos. If it was a style oh, Styles Clash, be, that would have been
1: a problem, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the Phenomenal Forearm off the top of Omos. Um, good shout, sir, good shout. Um, on the watch along, we all popped for the fact <laughs> that Alex had called that correctly, and um, Again, it's what we wanted to see was just everyone just wanted to see him in the ring, and and we got what we wanted. And right decision to put the the titles on almost AJ.
2: Aye, I, I mean they knew they are gonna win them again at some point in the there future. Anyway, it's not. A, but yeah. uh, but I I like it. I like it for almost, and it makes AJ Styles a Grand Slam champion as well, which is a which is good. Just ticks at that box for him. He's almost the big start, while still having him alongside. You know three big professionals that are going to be able to not carry him because he didn't really need carried, but guide him through the match. I thought it was amazing. You mentioned New Day wrestling as heels. I always say wrestling is brilliant when it makes sense. This made sense more that it didn't make sense because it was better that they had them do that. Xavier Wood saying we're cutting off the ring, you know, (laughs) getting lessons in professional wrestling throughout. The big, you know, the hot tag was... It would have been disappointing if we didn't get the Omos hot tag. It was great. And my favourite thing is that Omos calls his new fans homo sapiens <laughs> uh, that's absolutely amazing it was cutting cameos uh, over the weekend and it was addressing everyone as homo sapiens uh, I love so that. i thought that was great but i hey, know it was amazing um the only disappointment is what we'll get into. it was no on raw
0: <laughs> so... right you're right okay well we, we also got biggie calling it uh announcing the new day for the first time in yeah, yes, a long so time as that well was, that you know i mean this is the downside because we're about to talk about it in a minute but i don't think almost was the best debutante of the night
1: no, no, all right okay then Um let's get into the next match and Alex you called this as the the sleeper hit of Wrestlemania last week the the one that we unexpectedly thought would be quite good we all thought it was going to be the worst ca- eh, ca- match on the card it wasn't to be the case Shane McMahon versus Braun Strowman was a good cage it good. match
0: it was good wasn't it it was decent I mean like I'm, I'm glad I think that's the thing like Shane McMahon I, did I not say here last week and say, why do they keep putting Shane McMahon on WrestleMania? Well, the reason, Alex, is that apparently Shane McMahon does a fucking good match every year at WrestleMania. That's why they put him on the card. They'll be changing his name to Mr. WrestleMania soon as well as the best <laughs> in the world.
1: So, but I, I think um, I'm the, the, so The build-up that... was atrocious. The build-up was absolutely Aye. atrocious. So the, it actually went well <laughs> above the expectations of the
2: build-up. I've never been more happy to be wrong as well about the ending. Uh, I was certain that, you know, Shane McMahon was going to lose because Braun Strowman was stupid and kicked him off. Uh, oh, sorry. Shane was going to win because Braun Strowman was stupid and kicked him off the cage. So I'm so glad they didn't go with that angle and they actually just gave us a good cage match. <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. A lot of it was You know my
0: big complaint is? They've done the same thing to the WWE cages they do to the NXT cages. There's little platforms and all the little aye, corners aye, before aye. they do the stuff. And it's really annoying me. Like, just totally destroys the sense of disbelief.
2: At least Shane actually used one of the bits, though, and um, smashed
0: Braun Strowman over the headway.
2: Yeah. Like, yeah exactly. I, mean, I was like, what the, where the fuck did they get that? And I was oh, wait, it's a wee
1: platform. Also, I mean,
0: <laughs> also the, the, the fucking the janitor who's left his toolbox hanging next to the key <laughs> getting fucking fired in the morning. I'll tell you that. I know. I can't uh, get the bloody staff these days. I mean, health and safety.
1: Again, the ripping up with the kind of kind of Camden jetsman I Bron uh, Braun Strowman was all doing all these mad things like pulling down scaffolding. The ripping of the cage was a great spot, and pulling them right. back in with I thought was was a great spot. So surprisingly, all right, it was all right. They good. Then we moved into we you know I are wooden to this Alex presumably debutant of the night. We had Miz and John Morrison versus Damien Priest and Bad Bunny, and holy fuck. It how- started from
0: his entrance, didn't it? The minute he rocked in in that fucking massive truck. I mean, I'm assuming that's his thing. I always don't know very much about Bad Bunny. But, I don't know much about Bad Bunny either. But, he but- was, he, from the way he came in from the start to the way he wrestled the match, from the way he took the win, I thought everything about him was a class act. And I even really liked a little bit with the advert for his tour with Triple H the night before yeah. when Trips gives him like the Triple H microphone. He's like... What was it he said? He said, like, you've done your stuff here, and now we've got to let you go be or something like that. And Yeah, you go do
2: what you do. That's what it was. Uh, what I, it was. I just I, I thought it was absolutely amazing. I've mentioned that every week on Raw, I think he's been one of the highlights of Raw this year, which it sounds insane to say that. Uh, he's just came in, honors our respect for the business, seemed like all he wanted to do was do a good job and earn respect, and I think he has earned a lot of respect for, you know, the wrestlers have been vocal about it, but for the fans as well. Absolutely amazing. A lot of credit to Miz and John Morrison as well. I think yeah. they, they they done a great job with him, especially Morrison, that Canadian destroyer on that side. Absolutely incredible. That was like one of the spots of the weekend for me. I, that just blew me away.
1: I, I, incredible. He sold so well. You know, we're talking about his offense there, but he sold so well for, and I mean, like you say, Morrison and Miz did really well for him as well. But, um Brilliant, absolutely great. And you know, the right ma we knew where it was great to him uh, taking the win as well and just phenomenal. Who's better though? Bad bunny or Pat McAfee? Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, Bad bunny. yeah, Bad like because yeah.
0: Pat's Pat's all about these like kind of big kind of flurries of high spots and like his big kind of moment. Well Bad Bunny was just consistently good. And
2: also, I mean Pat McAfee, I, I feel like this it's a bit cheap on Pat McAfee, but he's definitely got an advantage with the athletic background. Bad Bunny's a singer,
1: as like yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, yeah. to to be able to get away with being that athletic, going through that kind of match with it just blown up is absolutely unreal for, for somebody no, that's no
0: used to that. And he's not exactly he's not overly big, big Bad Bunny. I wouldn't say like Pat McAfee. You know, is, I think he's got a bit yeah. more youth and size to him as well.
1: Let's get a match, Pat versus Bad Bunny. It's got <laughs> to happen next WrestleMania. Caught now, like they did with Rock and Cena. Well, it's not
2: that, but my first thought was, uh, who's getting Meltzer's rookie of the year if it's no bad money it needs to be him. And I, I don't remember the last time that I watched a celebrity wrestle apart from Pat McAfee, probably, and went, I really want to see them wrestle again. Stephen Amell. <laughs> Stephen Amell. oh, I Stephen,
1: I, Stephen Amell was uh, incredible as well, but he would be the last one, yeah. But that honestly, MVP night, like, incredible. And then the main event, um, Sasha versus Bianca, just the the emotion on both of their faces before that bit. Especially Bianca. One bad thing: Bianca gave
0: away the finish. Bianca g- by crying. Bianca the gave star. away the finish. <laughs> gave away the finish by being too happy, Like You know, you could tell because you could tell in Bianca's face. That she I'm was winning win this that title hat. tonight. Yeah. I, I don't know because I, I still think that
2: like the magnitude of the occasion. I'm like, I think even if you're all losing that match, you would still be emotional. So I'm I'm choosing to believe that.
0: <laughs> I think you could see it in Sasha's face as well, though, and like, and then of course there's the picture of Sasha on the floor smiling. For it was that. almost
1: <laughs> it, as well, so. it was almost like Sasha wanted to get over there and give her a big cuddle at the start. You could see that looking in Sasha's face, like it's all right, it's fine. But you know, it was incredibly see that emotion, but. Honestly, God, Bianca was. This was, I guess, this is matching the night, isn't it? I mean, the spot, yep. that spot where she uh, military pressed the, the, the garage, press the stairs. Oh, un- unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. That and the hair whip. Uh, which you could see uh, even a couple of days later there was a photo of Sasha I don't know where she was wearing like a sports bra where her side was exposed and you could still see the mark mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it was like fucking hell that was just hair like uh, how's, how does it make that much of a mark but um, no I thought this was you know we, we've all been very very vocal about how bad the build to this was how it didn't need the Reginald stuff and it didn't need anything else it just needed the, you they know, to a wrestling match so Props to WWE for not putting Reginald in there for a start. That is the one thing that you know I, I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah. But you know, means to an end. All the bad build didn't matter because what we got was you know one of the best WrestleMania main events in years. I think I, I thought it was yeah. like I would go that far as to say definitely match of the night, arguably up there for match of the week, um, and just absolutely brilliant. Is it
1: better it than the other, is it better than Becky versus Charlotte versus Ronda? Yes. Yes, is the I'm not. I'm, I'm unsure answer. about the yeah.
2: end moment. The end moment. I think of uh, the Becky one was that uh, you know I love that visual with the two belts. Um, but the Bianca one is it's definitely equal. But the match was 100. You know, maybe even 100 times better. I was going to say there. Uh, I think it probably, aye, amazing.
1: Yeah, inc- incredible. And the thing is, it establishes Bianca as a star now because I think I think they've not went into identifying her characters. and she's come up from NXT. They've really not. She's like Grado was messaging, me, messaging me saying, "It's the first WrestleMania. I don't even know who this woman is in the in the main event." It does just... I think they've done the odd wee tiny good thing. Like I love the the one that I always go back to
2: was that um, obstacle course with Oh Bayley. yeah, with Bailey. she yeah. lifted Otis on her shoulders. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the wee bits like that. But I think they've been smart about it. Where they've they've apart from being she's been pinned in tag team matches, I guess. But they've they've made her look brilliant. And even looking back at the Royal Rumble. When she won over Ripley, it was like, uh, both of them got the WrestleMania moments. Yep. Absolutely no. that, that was
0: that was the funny thing. I was convinced it was only going to be one, but no, both of them got it. So Abs- absolutely. So well, we'll get on tonight to the incredible
1: main event match of the night. For that, then guys, at the, the... for night yeah, one, I mean, definitely Bianca definitely, Sasha. Nah.
2: Definitely, yeah. Cesaro and Seth as close, but but couldn't they be? It, it next? didn't
1: have the emotion. Of yeah. the nah. night, and what then, what was the, what was the low point? I'm going to go for Samoa Joe and a poncho. I actually, no, no, I
0: that. I, personally I thought night one was didn't really have a no blow point I thought it was well booked from start to finish it yeah. was a consistently good show it was personally night two, I was a little uh, little yeah. drunk so I mean that helped <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: yeah um, let's move on to night two have you got a low light actually Gary
2: before we move on I don't think so because even the the, the one that I would point to is because of what happened in night two so I think night night one overall brilliant yeah, yeah great night night two then the Sunday night um started badly, didn't it? WrestleMania Hangover is what should have been called.
1: Yes, yeah, so the WrestleMania Hangover strange, So
0: strange We ways. talk
1: about the match that has been one of the most talked about matches on the card, the Fiend versus Randy Orton. <sighs> Where do you Can we start?
0: talk about those entrances first? Can we talk about the positives? Like, yes. like how good yes. is Alexa Bliss in that character? I think Gary was saying it last oh, week even in her around. even in her entrance you can see it with the face and with the expressions. And I mean, I I like the idea of the box and I can see why they used it obviously with the finish and stuff, but it was a little bit weird the way that they took a long time to show you it, if you know what I mean. And you were like, how long has Randy Orton been staring at this box? And then they cut to Randy and Randy looks really surprised to see the box. And you're like, but you've been looking at this for the past 10 minutes. Really the, the weirdest part for
2: me, and I like, I, I liked a lot about this. I know that I'm in the minority. I liked a lot about it, um, but the weirdest thing for me was the walking through the tunnel. And I get that it was just to show you the transformation,
0: but where was the tunnel? <laughs> It wasn't <laughs> even good, it wasn't even like good, oh, they could see the little jump and stuff, it wasn't even a good overlay, they could have done it, like it could have done something cooler why, with pulling it why, did he, something. why
1: did they make the call to have him suddenly go back to the old fiend, I wonder? As opposed I the... think it would have been fucking impossible to wrestle in that burnt costume. <laughs> right. Plus as well,
0: was it just me or has he got a new fiend mask? Because you, the nose is a little bit more pointed and it looks like he's got more space around his eyes and it's a bit more fitted, because he did look yep. a little bit more mobile in the ring. Yeah,
2: I think that's... I, I think it's probably only been redesigned to make it more comfortable to wrestle in. wrestling. Um, but it did look a lot better as well. Uh, but I a a lot of people were saying it looks too white, too clean. A lot of people saying it wasn't Bray Wyatt, which I thought was hilarious because you could see his tattoos um, and his fucking <laughs> hair. Uh, but uh, Bo Dallas, I... I mate,
0: but just shoved Bo in there for the That's day.
2: everybody was saying Bo Dallas and I'm like, have you seen Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt side by side? They look nothing alike, despite being brothers. Uh, but I, I thought it was... You know, all the entrances were good, apart from that we overlay thing that Alex mentioned and the, the tunnel was a bit, but I loved it. The story, you know, the jack-in-the-box, it all played in nicely to the story. Yeah. I feel like if you condense this into, like, one, two-minute package, you get a good story. It, it's just had so many lowlights. Like, it's it, when it hits, it hits. When it doesn't hit, it is shit. Like, it is absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um, but the match was just bizarre. It was absolutely bizarre. Oh, the end to the match, sorry. The end to the
1: match, yeah. I mean, it now appears that Alexa Bliss is in control of The Fiend. That looks obviously like it's the end of Randy Orton and The Fiend, which is good news, and we can move on. But where the fuck do they go with The Fiend character next? I don't know where they can go with it. I don't know what they can do with it. It's just overexposed. (laughs) A match
2: with Alexa Bliss, I think, is the answer. I just feels like
0: that's what they're doing. <laughs> like, I mean, but, how, do we get, how do we rebuild them back up? We make them feud with with, with a female. That's terrific. Let's do that.
2: That's, so yeah. I, I'm, I'm annoyed at myself because, like, the end, like, I, I've liked a lot. But even the end, I was like, huh? Like I, I loved everything until they kind of stared down and then just they blacked it. And it was like, oh, okay, I guess we need to wait to find it. But mm-hmm. annoyingly, it's, like, so good slash bad. The thing I was most excited about ahead of all last night was the any of the new champions. It was, where do we go with this shite story? So, so
0: I'm playing into the game. Yeah. So did, they, did they make her wear Alexa Bliss, wear a crown that was seeping out black goo? Yes. I, I believe so, I am guessing that I had like tubing yeah. around it. And uh, it was like stuck to the box and it was all part of the yeah, I just, just stupid. One thing is a lot of people are, and I think they're
2: reaching with us, but a lot of people are pointing at the way she was sitting, the pentagram, and the black mass, Alistair Black, um, but I think that's a big reach. I would love it to happen,
1: <laughs> but I'm, I'm not convinced that, uh, that it's but that well. Right, a dark, so it's going to be a darker Alex, Alistair, that the potential theories of Alistair back coming back as some sort, you know, the, the kind of character being with Alexa Bliss and then it goes to the Fiend versus, right, okay, I can see that's that. That's what people are thinking, I don't think it's that, I think it's,
2: I think they've thought it as much as they've went, right, Alexa Bliss has been holding this jack-in-the-box, the Fiend is in control of her, and then it turns out the Fiend was inside the jack-in-the-box all along, um,
0: fucking wrestling's mental it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you can see like it's, it's 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 actually slightly clever storytelling if you prepare the story correctly so that it all makes sense isn't it but it's it feels like they've just taken a dot and they've been like let's connect these dots and hope someone gives us credit for it
2: and it would have also been I think there's a way to make it work with it also and I'm gonna be that guy and I hate being that guy but I'm gonna be that guy there's a way to make it work with it pinning the fiend again
0: <laughs> and, and i hate being that guy RKO. like an
2: archaeo uh, is pinned yeah the guy the guy caught fire and managed to heal himself and i guess it did take six months but uh but then he gets dropped to a fucking vintage autumn ddt and, and also a, an archaeo so it's, it's bizarre i don't get it
1: but i'm still going to watch every week to, to see, see what the fuck we do with it next um Women's tag match was up after that mental thing and it was Nia Jackson, Sheena, Shayna Baszler. Just, uh, just to bring the crowd back up. That's why it was in there. <laughs> versus Tamina and Natalia. This was okay compared to what we previously witnessed. So yeah. It, it was it, fine. It was okay. It was fine. It was fine. Ma- match was good. It yeah. ends baffling. Yeah. Why did they not give Tamina Because the crowd were right behind Tamina and Natalia. Let me tell you, especially when uh, Tamina's doing
0: this. Cause... It was a really stupid ending, though, with like Natalia like missing the tag and stuff like that. It just made Natalia look really silly trying to get yep. like it just yeah, like,
1: like this veteran of the ring doesn't realize that it's the wrong person that, that she was having the submission. It just yeah, um, but yeah, um. I felt sorry for Natalia. and Tamina. I thought they should have had the titles on them and given them the WrestleMania moment because they both deserve a
2: WrestleMania moment. And like you know, Natalia has just been there for a and she has. I'd say one of the best technical wrestlers in terms of women of all time. Tamina, we don't see a lot. Of, a lot of people like to make her, you know, the kind of butt of the joke, but she's loved backstage. Absolutely loved backstage. And I think that in itself is like enough to give a moment because she's just never had a moment. I get all the, you know, it's difficult because of who her father was. And they do the tribute spot with the frog splash as well. Um, but I just feel like it, it was the right time. And when are they ever going to have that moment again? Or the opportunity to do that moment again? Unless they redo it
0: next year. Unless yeah. she wins, I don't know, that one of them will win the Mae Young Battle Royale Classic.
2: Some point, Aye, if that comes back next year, I guess but I, was just, I just I just felt like they set themselves up perfectly and then didn't they pull the trigger? No, very strange.
0: Very, yeah, strange. It, it just felt like a bit of a damn squid over that story, literally, didn't it?
2: But, yeah, yeah. And, and, uh, and I and Shane, I just don't get well, but I don't understand. I don't know where the
0: they go with it. I don't know where don't, no, you they go next. they them. had they had a joint, uh, joint team like um entrance and stuff as well, like they had both their names on the graphic and stuff, so maybe they're leaving them together for a while. Nah. Maybe put some effort into it. So, nah, <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh,
1: next match, um, one I was looking forward to was Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul at ringside for this match. And it went the way we thought a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match would go. Good match, didn't live up to some of their previous encounters, unfortunately. Um, especially when it was at WrestleMania, I didn't think unless someone wants to argue against me. Yeah, I think it's all what it was, just too short. Yeah, too short. And then
2: Kevin Owens didn't jump off the pirate ship. Nah, <laughs> but,
0: In his defense, the pirate ship was fucking huge. Uh, like it was after uh, I saw that, I was like, okay, he's not I,
1: jumping. I on. did hear a rumor there was a crash map behind the pirate ship set up for a spot, but they couldn't use it because it was too wet.
2: Oh, I didn't hear that they couldn't use it, but I heard that there was a crash mat set up that would explain it if it was too wet. But again, I mean, for how. Aye, but for how short the match was, I don't know how you fit that spot in. But um I, I loved the end there. I thought the end was, you know, was exactly what we expected. <laughs> so so I do not mind that. I, I wouldn't have minded Sami Zayn well, winning and then
0: that's well, what happened. No, that but... They've kind of turned Sami Zayn a wee bit face there properly, have they not? Like now he went from being the maniac that everyone's like, Oh, you're just in a conspiracy, Sammy, to everyone's being really sympathetic to him. And I loved having JBL back on commentary. I know he's a knob, but having him for one match was terrific.
1: Yeah, why did they bring out GBL for that match? It was bizarre.
0: Uh, so
2: essentially what happened across the weekend is Tom Phillips got pulled last minute because of COVID protocols so they were a commentator down
1: of, right yeah, so that's you
2: why notice... you had a lot of different you know booker t even jumped in for one you had a lot of different uh commentators
0: right. so, so i've right. heard rumors that did, was tom phillips on raw last night or did they start with a no new
2: don't no. even get me started on his replacement okay uh, <laughs> I heard we'll get
0: about to, to
2: that in
1: a minute we'll get to that in a minute um so yeah ogen paul it, it was a stone cold ending. We all wanted Logan Paul getting stunners, so happy, happy days for everyone. Um, next up, United States Championship match, Riddle versus Sheamus. Sheamus going over and winning the belt. That was another bit of a surprise there. It was a
2: good match. Yeah. Oh, aye. I, I, this was the kind of match that, again, I was like, oh, I know it's going to be a good match, but because of, you know I still had a few things to write up, I was like, I'll sacrifice this match. I've seen them wrestle a lot. You know, I don't need to watch it properly. So I only half paid attention. Um, but what I see now is like, just what I expected. What I didn't expect was Sheamus winning, but I don't mind it because I think Sheamus is brilliant. It deserves like a WrestleMania moment. He's had a lot of them but he deserved that one. And he was also wearing the same gear that he wore when he squashed Daniel Bryan uh, a good few years ago. I didn't nice know that. I, I uh, I, yeah. I, as I, soon as I seen that gear, I was
1: like, oh, maybe he's winning this, by the way. <laughs> could a, it could a, yeah, it well, was his, uh, arguably his best WrestleMania performance from Sheamus, to be fair. Um, and that broke kick spot the, looked brutal. The finish was and It looked uh, brutal. Yeah. And you could see- I like
0: the way Riddle just sat in the ring and selling it for like the next five minutes as his face was bleeding, looking genuinely surprised.
1: Yeah. No, it, it was good. I just hate what they've done with Matt Riddle's character. I really despise that they made... <laughs> Did you know, like the were the White this time with
0: Pirate yeah, Hats? Yeah, Pirate Hats! <laughs>
1: Oh my god You're <laughs> the birds with pirate Seagulls with pirate hats They switched up from the parrots to seagulls Oh my god But hey-ho It was good for hey one Hey-ho Well,
2: you got an IC pirate hey one in there as well
1: <laughs> And then we get on to the Nigerian drum fight For the IC title And another title change No
0: I have a huge complaint about this match Right okay right, This is the Nigerian drum match They didn't use a single fucking drum as a weapon <laughs> And they started off in a basic kendo stick match What the fuck It's, it's almost as if
2: they didn't know what a Nigerian drum Drum fight was until they uh, realised that they'd say that. So um, I was,
1: di- I was really disappointed. I expected Nigerian warriors beating drums on the outside. I thought it'd be an amazing spectacle. And then no, we didn't. You didn't even get a drum used. It was just basically I a. Fight. and um, and Babatunde has had three
2: more. Uh, sorry, he's had more name changes than he's had matches because he's now had three three name changes. And he's, he's had apparently a matches. general now, is he? He's also had a promotion. Commodore, Commodore Aziz. Is Commodore a bad, is a This is Dabakito.
1: This is Dabakito. Dabakito Nigeria... slash Babatunde.
2: He, he is, he's Polish and of Nigerian descent, so at least it makes sense nationality
0: wise. You know, so he is, is probably proud to. Is Nigeria a socialist country? Because Commodore is a very socialist title.
2: Um, I, I'm so not politically
0: you know, informed enough to be able to
1: answer that <laughs> one, sadly. You know, like, uh, I, I love be... these gear, though. They <laughs> 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 looked apart. <laughs> so we've now got Dabakito. We've got. Dabakato we've got one big guy as a heater for AJ Styles and then we've got the other guy now with um, Paul Cruz. so we've got Dabakato on one side uh, or Commodore what's his name? Commodore Aziz Commodore is east, and then we've got obviously Big Omos over there. When when those two get together in the ring, it's going to be absolute royal rumble. <laughs> yeah, royal
2: rumble moment. But uh, I, I just I think he looked good as well. But I do think you know Apollo Crews, again, nice of him to get a wee WrestleMania moment. Yeah, I, I think <laughs> doesn't it doesn't he hurt Biggie too much? He can move on as well. But again, you you fall into this thing where you've got Cesaro and Biggie
1: that's it. It's Who's going to be you up against Cesaro Reigns? That's the
0: first. next opponent. You feed, him, you feed him Big E first. Cesaro's still being built. Yeah, Big E. Big, e. Big, e's, Big e's ready to be fed. Yeah. He <laughs> can Big... come back from a feeding, but I don't he's think... He's been just up enough. <laughs> yeah, he's, 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 he'll be fine. He can come back
1: because Cesaro's not ready. He's not ready to be right, fed. Right, okay, yet. okay. So we reckon Big Biggie next up We're, we're Roman then. But yeah, I, I think Apollo Crews, the, 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 you know, as a character in the last few months, has really been built and he's looked great, I think. The character's Changes done all of this and now he's got this heater beside him to to you know that's going to help matters as well so good big heel um action like that so paul walks away as ic champion and we reckon biggie on towards wrestlemania um right let's go to the world women's championship
0: match it was oscar versus Rhea ripley I just guess... something I also had to bury from the Biggie drum match. I've missed Biggie's what? entrance. The rapper was so off-point. in Wally. He couldn't lip-sync his own music, but we can move past that. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I, I um, am not
2: a Wally fan myself, so I'm not going to defend was so off-point. He kept fucking it up, but yeah. It hurts me to say, I don't think it was the worst musical for- performance of the night, which we'll get <laughs> into. Just...
0: <laughs> um, Ripley versus Oscar did not,
1: I don't know if it was the crowd. I don't know if it, it just it was a match that hadn't been built, but I just i just didn't think they connected. I didn't think it was
0: a bit weird as well. I think, I, I think really... just
2: sometimes you get two people that are good but don't have chemistry.
1: Yeah, I think it's just that
2: because I mean, I know we'll mention it, but they, they've done a rematch on Raw as well that kind of was in the same vein. Uh, but I it was you know that Ash Costello. I I get it, that song must be fucking hard to perform, and particularly in an outdoor open-air venue, because the the, the stage isn't set up for music, it's just no the way to do it. Having her sing, as you know, she's fighting a losing battle, but it doesn't sound good. It really did. They sound good.
0: <laughs> if you, if you do listen to the song back, you can tell that, that like the main, the This Is My, This Is My has been recorded on like three yeah. separate tracks. Do you know what mm. I mean? They needed to have at least give her some kind of backing vocalist or something maybe, but I'm assuming she's maybe not played that song live very often.
2: No, I don't think she ever has because uh, it's, it's no, it's only a WWE song. song. Like, they just got her in to record the vocals for it, but I just feel like it was a hard song to do because, you know, like all WWE music, it's overproduced quite heavily (laughs) before it actually gets to to being a titantron thing so the entrance was like uh, and then the match it was just one of the ones where again I'm not sure if we just had the high standard for the night before that kind of offset it but it was just like okay we, we got the win okay (laughs) <laughs> I thought they,
1: they just didn't seem to have the chemistry that oh. uh, you know you looked at Bianca and Sasha the night before. I don't know if it's they hadn't worked together that often because the build was so short to you know, it was it was just there wasn't much build to this match at all and then we got the match. Maybe that they need a bit more in ring work with the two girls, uh but yeah, it was I it was it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Um and then on to the main event, which was the match Again, match of the night for me. Um, we'll get to your match tonight night in a minute. But Daniel Bryan, Reigns and Edge. We're all argued who's going to win this match. And it was Alex, you were right, weren't you? Yeah, you said Roman Reigns. So... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, I think Edge
2: pinned Daniel Bryan first. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see, I have a theory, right, after this, because of the way they've booked this now, is I have a bit of a theory that because the, the way they're going to tell the story, right, is that Edge lost to Roman because he turned himself heel and they're going to have like a year of redemption arc and he's going to turn himself back face and come full circle and beat Roman next year as a face and that will be the story behind it. That's my call now, basically. But I think that's ah, yeah, was, I think um, it a, it a good shout because I mean,
2: we, I know like Edge's character has been a bit of a dick, but we still want to cheer him. Like, you, you still heard that Roman Reigns got some booze. Uh, that was nice. Uh, it's nice that yeah. we actually still get booed when he's meant to get booed. Um, but I, I, I thought this was a great match. I've said that a few space, times, or oh, it, it wasn't. It wasn't quite as good as his facial expression at the Royal Rumble in front of fans the, the last time we seen him know. wrestle in front of fans, He's but sorry, it was still he good. <laughs>
0: Brian. He just looked, he looked like he just looked so good. I've got a screenshot of it and I've changed it with multiple <laughs> WhatsApp group fucking pictures. It's... Uh, I, th- I thought this was, I- I've mentioned
2: it a few times triple threat matches. I just think they can be really clunky and I'm not normally a fan of them. A fair few have changed my mind though, and this was up there with my a 20 minute match, you know. 20 minutes, triple threat, I'd be like, that's ah, probably not going to be very good. This was brilliant, and it was just one of the ones where, contrary to, you know, Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair, this had the build. The build was incredible, yeah. and then the match was great.
1: So, it just everything was good about it. It just all paid off. Yeah. Um, right person went over. Reigns going over.
0: Yeah, and I think they, they... Either of them, I think. Yeah, and they, they used, the as Gary said, they used the triple step stipulation really well. They They... They built with it. They didn't have too much interference from say Jey Uso. And you forget how good Paul Heyman's face is at selling when he's just like the camera work was terrific. Like whenever Reigns was in, when he was in that double uh the double Cross submission face, from the two up, of them. Aye. Yeah, I was, was just Paul behind going absolutely insane. And you know, it just adds so many layers.
1: Yeah, and the head button spot between our button
0: heads with each other was great. Oh, yeah, the but- double spear into each other. That was the one thing. I really wanted Daniel Bryan to spear the two of them. Yeah. I just think that would have been beautiful. Yeah. And he pulled his head back out, which I didn't think he was allowed to do anymore. Yeah. Concert- nah. The concerto as well. As well. To, to finish- ah, well, If you're going to pull that back, you can pull it back in the main event of WrestleMania. Aye, I, think, that's I yeah. think this is, you know, as long as... The only thing that would have been a
2: wee bit dubious, would have been if Reigns get pinned. But I think any outcome of this was fine because they just built it up so well.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then... I reckon the where to go next. We've talked about. I think Reigns will move on to a big E now, maybe. Um, but I think there's probably a story to tell between Edge and Daniel Bryan going forward,
0: isn't there?
2: I think you... we'll get Edge Daniel Bryan going forward. Yep. I. I think that is the story to tell.
0: I mean, Did you notice who was wearing very unified gear though. Oh uh, yes, Rated R, uh, yeah. Rated RKO. Both Edge and Randy were wearing white with red and black highlights, as if they had colour coordinated. So maybe that could also be a little bit of a drop of because now they're both uh, heel again. So maybe that could be somewhere they can go together.
2: Yep, I thought that as well. And then someday, someday I seen pointed that it might have just been because the Tampa Bay Buccaneers wear those colours. But at the same time, I'm like, (laughs) but also I'm like, that's very face to wear the colours of the team that's playing there, and none of them are particularly face. No, sorry. But I, I thought that was—I uh, I spotted that zone. Well. was like, "Oh, that could be a—that could be nice."
1: I, I think it'd be a bit of a waste of both men, but <laughs> it would be nice. Yeah. So, match of the night for you guys. Main event. Main event. Yeah. Low light.
2: Um, Shayna Baszler and uh, Nia yeah. Jax
0: winning. Yeah. I- the death of the fiend, actually, for me. I think the fact that it opened the show as well made it more painful.
2: I said, uh, that was a point. I said that um, if Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn opened the show, I think it would have been a very different feel to the full event. I think they just, like Kevin Owens, like how hard must it be to lift a crowd that is that deflated? But he done it uh, like straight away just by
0: kicking the ropes. (laughs) I I literally can't believe that that's what they decided to start with, personally. Uh, yeah, it's like... you put that in the middle, or you put that pre-main event, because even if you think it's going to be a questionable finish, you know, what I mean, everyone's going to pump right back up the minute they hear Mark ride of the Valkyries, aren't they? Do you know what I mean? Aye, so, yeah, aye.
1: yeah. Well, okay. WrestleMania then, as a whole, how does it rate as a, a event as a whole over the two nights? I've seen it, it, people it, have seen don't... it really slain. I thought it was a decent WrestleMania. There was a lot of low points, but there was more high points than there was low points for me. How,
2: how much did we all say last year's WrestleMania was great? I think this was better than last year's. Yeah. So I, so I, I, I get at night two was a wee bit disappointing, but last year as well, we look back and we remember the good stuff. Like you don't really remember the bad stuff that happened. So I think in a year's time or something, we might think the same about this one. I thought it was really good, especially given the fact that, could have been completely cancelled <laughs> within <laughs> the first hour.
0: Uh,
2: I just I, I thought it was really good. When you when you think we get two main events that they've delivered, yeah. And then you know the undercards as well, in terms of Cesaro and Seth Rollins, I think it's hard to complain about it. I think if you're complaining about that, you're probably barking up the wrong tree in terms of well, you're complaining about wrestling. Uh and just watch Raw afterwards and you'll realize how good
0: WrestleMania was. Yes, the thing to highlight as well is I think the the night one was stronger than night two, and you know what it's like when your first night's better than your second night, people always remember how you finished, not how you started. Yeah, and yeah, he was starting strong, ending no, middle was a bit weak, ending was actually also strong, so yeah, maybe no it, real it, point it, there. It, Sorry,
1: it, 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 no, it would really have been nice to think to have had because uh, it's the first um, wrestling movie about the crowds having the crowd go out. And, you know, having the, you know, there's been very few manias where the heels went out as champion at the end. I don't think you can count them in one hand how many times that has happened. Um So it would have been nice, obviously, with the crowds being back in to have a nice story, of Daniel Bryan or a Drew going out as winner in the main event. But I guess you got that night one, Bianca. I,
2: I, I think that's the perfect thing about having yeah. two nights. You could do both. Yeah, it's
1: that's good.
0: That is true. Also, we didn't have to go through a seven-hour wrestling show.
1: Right. Aye. 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 I want to be said for that
0: I I mean, I'm sitting here saying I'm burnt out yes but at least I got to deal with it in manageable chunks over <laughs> multiple days not in one fucking sitting
1: so so Wrestlemania
0: that was your Wrestlemania
1: week let's quickly uh, because it just happened last night come to Raw it's Raw after Wrestlemania it's the big Raw of the year it's when the NXT people pop up it's when people you don't know about pop up um However, we got some of that. We got some of that. Gary, uh, talk us through all last night. We we had a change in commentary, first of all. Come. Aye. Um, so we had Adnan Virk from MLB fame, I
2: believe, uh, which I would like to say it's difficult to throw somebody into this position, but he's accompanied now by Byron Saxton and Corey Graves. Did kind of expect that, you know, those two are going to, carry a lot of the weight Aye, they're, they're gonna be you know carrying the show and just letting this guy find his feet a bit and they've done a really good job here. it and I really don't want to dunk on the guy too much because I, I get how difficult it must be especially if you've not got a wrestling background but it came across as if the guy was watching his first wrestling show uh, it, it, two phrases that kind of stood out for me one it went oh a nice little kick <laughs> it's like, as wrestling, that's not selling anything. Nice little kick. And then that's the kind of move that will hurt both of them. And it was just like, what? It, <laughs> just had, so it, it, had, it had no no knowledge. And play-by-play, I, again, colour commentary, you can just stick a wee bit of personality in. Be a bit of a dick, be a heel, or you know, be a baby face, and it'll work. You can find your feet. It's so hard to find your feet on play-by-play. And I think Tom Phillips did struggle at the start as well, and he grew into it. So i hold a, a wee bit of hope. But this guy, it just didn't have energy either. He he didn't, I was like, going to say,
1: enthusiasm uh, there, no really the awesome there. There was no, no. At least Tom Phillips had that from the go, the get go. So you what know, was, uh, what was Tom Phillips's
0: background before he joined WWE? Out of interest, was
2: a he... broadcaster, but it was a WWE, he was a wrestling fan, but it was like okay, a, yeah, it was just a think, broadcaster generally for sports. Like I the problem football. is
0: that they've now that since ever since Mauro, they've probably just assumed that other commentators can come in. But what they forgot was Mauro was a, a wrestling fan and B a fucking MMA commentator, which is the closest thing you can be to a wrestling commentator.
2: i seen there was a... Why? Because at least you can even put in things that wrestling fans want to know the names of certain moves that's been done. But um, the thing about this guy was, it was just... (laughs) Like, the energy was a big point because Mauro has the energy. Maybe too much for me. I'm no big on Mauro's style of commentary, personally. Um, But the one thing that a lot of people were saying about uh, Adnan Virk in terms of praise, well, they were saying... He's bringing this real sports feel. He's no robotic. And I'm like, Ugh. the real sports feel, I don't think he brings a real sports feel at all. It's, it comes across as a guy that doesn't really know what he's talking about. Uh, I hope it changes next week. But I for me, he, like between that and the, it's now in the, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, Youngling Centre, I think it's called, like the Thunderdome's now moved. So it looks more cramped. I think it was off to a bad start. Um, the first 50 odd minutes I thought were quite good. And then it just died on its arse. <laughs> it just became really bad.
1: So, <laughs> the NXT
2: returns and, and, and the major return. The Viking yeah. Raiders was one big return. And yeah. Charlotte Flair was a big return, cutting a brilliant promo. But apart from that, it was just
1: bad. That was it. So the row after WrestleMania, we had Bobby Lashley kicking off against Riddle. Basically, Riddle getting absolutely battered and buried.
2: Did they see the, the flip-flops
1: turning into birds, which was a good highlight? Yeah, that's that that very true. Um, the, I guess he put that down to excuse that he was attacked before the bell. But yeah, Viking Raiders return. Um, got you know it was a decent tag match with Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, whatever you're going to call them these days. Have you seen their replacements? Well, yes. we're going to get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that with a rematch from Ripley. Had, first of all, we had Charlotte Flair come down to the ring, cutting a great promo. And just that—that that, that was the highlight of the night for me. Yeah. Absolutely amazing promo. Just He'll seemed Charlotte, very comfortable. why Charlotte being a dickhead again, which is she should she should never be faced. Charlotte should never be faced because she's just, you know, a dickhead. But so we're versus Oscar from WrestleMania replay of that for the women's championship. But Charlotte um, came down, interfered, and I'll be interested to see what happens to that going forward if they go triple. I I was a bit of bow hair away for tweeting this and a few people did
2: and thankfully had to rescind the words and I was very close to it when I was going to say this is a lot better than the Wrestlemania match and what? then they had a big slip on the apron that just was yeah, not good. And that crucif-
1: <laughs> then they had the crucifix kind of attempt thing that went uh, well. Yeah, Again, the chemistry just wasn't there. It was nah. a bit yeah, but Charlotte's great. I mean, Charlotte is, you know, we we talked earlier on about Eo being the best. She's got a long way to go to beat Charlotte for me. Um, cause
2: Especially, I think... I, I think Charlotte Flair's weak point was always promos. I thought they were fine. They're just a wee bit kind of robotic. Sometimes didn't they quite have the intensity. Last night was just, it seemed like she didn't have a script. Yep. it seemed like she was just there the, will like bullet points and just poof, on you
1: go And uh, she was, was great great uh, then we had Miss and John Morrison versus Damien Priest in a handicap match with obviously the the whole, the whole thing was to promote Miz and Mrs coming back because Maurice was there as well and, and we get Damien Priest's first main
2: roster loss being to a man in his pants with his trousers around his ankles <laughs> yes uh, 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 it's baffling baffling like I get it but I hate it
1: yeah um, so there we had that and then we're back to the well with Shayna Baszler and Dania Jax versus Dana Brooke and Mandy Rose which was terrible because they just focused on Mandy Rose's trip at she, Wrestlemania she's now just
2: she, she's no longer Mandy Rose she's a woman who slept at Wrestlemania and that's yeah. now got to be her character it's like when our truth said her name wrong 10 years ago and now he's just been funny guy Ever since, he's just been funny guy and he's never going to be taken seriously. And the again. whole
1: spot of Nia Jax slipping on to cause the match. Uh, just... Nia, Nia Jax is now a klutz. She fell twice, I think. Yep, she
2: fell, fell coming f- into the f- ring and then off. Yeah. And then the, the most annoying part for me is the fact that the, the, the face is just left. That's fine. Yep. we don't... We, we, we attacked Nia Jax earlier in the night, completely fearless, baby face, you know, absolutely brilliant. And then, oh no, Nia Jax is angry. We'll just take the count out loss.
1: Yep. There we go. Oh. Then New Day versus Elias and Jackson Riker, at least like New Day, won that one. And Another then...
0: awkward moment for, for race relations in WWE right there, isn't it? Jack-
2: Jackson Riker with his big America flag on his trunks.
1: <laughs> then, after earlier on the night, Drew, Randy, and Braun all making their case for being number one contender, we had a triple threat for. The number one contender match, um and we had Drew winning that, so we get a WrestleMania replay between him and Bobby at WrestleMania Backlash. Uh But then we had MVP bringing out T-Bar and Maestro track Drew at the end. What? The I, f- I I I don't get it.
2: Like you've let go, like storyline, you've let go of two guys that were beating these guys every week to bring. The guys that have been losing to your former partners.
0: Why, uh, why would you not also like even try and repackage them? Why, why not? Put them, them,
2: but but why by not? Potato, pick them. But yeah, no, I hope they wear suits with the masks. <laughs> uh, that's that's yeah, my one.
0: them go back to the NXT. Have they not changed them slightly so they're now both wearing the same mask? Yes. Yeah. So, like, I think they, those Aye. two are going to do some kind of weird uh,
2: ascension type. And T Bar's hair is growing back and he's not wearing the makeup anymore, which I keep noticing because I'm going, oh, that'd be perfect for an unmasking. Um, but I, it's just I, I just don't get it. I feel like it's
1: good for the guys, you know, getting the spot. But why, I why take Shelton and Cedric <laughs> Alexander, the best thing on Raw out of a fucking great faction, and then add these oh just what a mess. What an absolute mess. They couldn't I mean, even brought Cedric in um Shelton back in, you know what I mean? They could have easily have done that. Seeing the deals being broke between, you know, and they're back with the heart business. Ah, like what would have been better than last night? Anything? Like I honestly
2: think that I don't think they could have done worse than what they've done with it because they've, they, I mean, they've cut the legs at For Mason T bar anyway. I mean, they look. I think they look good in terms of appearance and stuff, but they've just cut the legs out from under them. No anyway. almost so, or
1: AJ on the show it. either. No, they didn't. Yeah, Seamus, he was on Raw Talk as well. No, Seamus. Yeah, like,
2: yes. so, uh, would... See the big ones that you had that made you tune into Raw? Ah, forget about them. You're not going to see the folk that are championing. And all we
1: got was Viking It was great to see Viking Raiders back. Uh, actual tag team for doing tag team wrestling. That was good. Uh, Charlotte being back was good as well. But again nothing exciting, we didn't have those pop moments that we all remember for the Raw, I guess it helped The I don't fact think the Raw helped. after
0: WrestleMania is quite what the Raw after WrestleMania used to be No,
1: it's especially with the crowds not being in. Uh,
0: I was going to say, probably struggled as well with the crowd being
2: there for two days and then not there, not there the last day, but it was just a bit of a mess, but like, especially having zero NXT arrivals, because that's the one thing that everybody knew expects. I know it's not a given in also, if they had an NXT arrival or mentioned people's NXT pasts, it would do the thing that Triple H said and perfectly lead in uh, to, to tomorrow night's NXT or tonight's NXT, tomorrow's when you're watching Raw.
1: Yeah, well, I guess that, that we we started off high. Night one of NXT standing over, we've ended in a complete low. It's so called just a yeah,
0: because I was saying it was the seven days of WWE, so tonight is the seventh day. So we the could end on a high day. with, with NXT Because this is gonna be what the third NXT in six days.
1: Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this
2: is same- uh, if we're being completely canon, I mean AEW has has been mentioned an abundance on WWE's network this weekend. So yeah, I I AEW gonna,
1: and Wednesdays kinda you <laughs> we could even talk about Chris Jericho in the Austin podcast, which yeah. was really a really good watch, really enjoyed that. Um but yeah, so all in all, guys, a week of wrestling in the WWE what do we take from this full week? What's your main takeaway from this full week of wrestling? Don't Not watch Raw. Raw. Don't, watch Raw. <laughs> Don't watch Raw, and you'll probably like everything else. <laughs> Is that yeah. A bit the... yeah, exciting yeah. times. I mean, we've got, I guess, a lot of storylines going forward from it, and we'll see where we are come SummerSlam time, I guess. Um, I think we might see some SmackDown. I think we might see some NXT people on SmackDown this Friday. I've got a funny feeling Finn Balor might turn up. It so. could be a
2: shout. The only thing is that I think, I mean, maybe it's been long enough, but it did seem like when he went back to NXT, it was like if you could have translated his promo and his interviews into two words, it was thank fuck. Um, but I, I don't know, maybe enough times elapsed and maybe different times and SmackDown is a really good show. So yeah. wouldn't they mind it, wouldn't they <laughs> mind it.
1: Yeah, well, well, that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining us in this wrestling week. That was, um thanks again to everyone for being involved at Patreon, patreon.com forward slash wrestling. That and getting involved, the watch all well, lots of content up there from the, the weekend. And um, when Gradle gave you his WrestleMania moments as well, so you can check that out up there now. Uh, we'll be back to normal service, the return. Of many features. Gary, you've been speaking to a lot of people. You spoke to Sin Cara. Um, no, that's the night. That's the night. Was oh, that tonight? You're Aye, tonight, eagerly awaited. I like yeah.
2: how you mentioned those are big names. Sin Cara, <laughs> that's the, the biggest of them all. So hopefully, is it the original or the... It's Harnico, Uh it's the man who took over who is now Cinta de Oro. So uh, it's the,
1: the, the sequel to Sin Cara. Yours.
2: It's the one that, and I'm going to ask him about this because I'm on the other side of the screen so he can't beat the shit out of me, um, but I'm going to ask him about this, but it's the one that got involved in the altercations with Simon Gotch and Chris Jericho and got sent to anger management.
1: Brilliant, fantastic So hope we hear that interview We'll be back to normal service, all the usual features will be back next week Gary and Alex, thank you very much for that There's been a lot to take in over the last week. Hopefully, uh, we'll just add to the more wrestling content to consume for you guys. And Remember, you can get Rab and Grado on the main show. They'll be back this Friday. They'll not be changing. Buddies and putovers, list of wrestling, daft, running, wrestling daft road stories. I'll be back with Rab and Grado on Friday. Uh, Until next time, though, gents, um, I don't know if there's any much more marking out we can do, but you keep marking out. (laughs) Audio Frontier.
2: 18 plus.